I hope, like you, I was blessed with parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles who, in various ways, showed a really good example for me. And one of those ways that I recall growing up was the importance and the sacredness of going to Sunday Mass. It wasn't just going, it was all the other things that related to it. It was common that my task on the farm was to make sure, my brothers would tease me, of course, because I'd get inside jobs when they'd have outside jobs, but I had to make sure those shoes were polished. And many a times I was responsible, and sometimes the other brothers, for making sure the car was washed. Saturday was the day to get as much work done as possible because Sunday was a day that was sacred. It's a holy day. It's the Sabbath. It's the fulfillment of the Ten Commandments and reaffirmed by Jesus in his own way as he was faithful to the Sabbath and as he witnessed in establishing and the fulfillment of the Old Testament, the Resurrection Sunday, which we celebrate every Sunday. The beautiful gift of that witness for me is something seated in deeply within my heart, Now, there were many a times, of course, I would want to wear jeans or whatever it might be, and of course, my parents would not allow that. And I suspect more than once, perhaps several, maybe many times when I was on my own, I would not dress in the finest. But what you need to know about my father is that he was most comfortable on the farm in his striped bib overalls. But when it was Sunday, it was suit, tie, shoes polished, car washed. You don't go to church with a dirty car. You dress in your Sunday best because there's something very extraordinary that's about to happen. He and they in that age, when my parents and grandparents would have grown up, had a beautiful and profound sense of the sacred, the transcendence of God, the glory of God, what God is asking us to do into living good and holy lives by keeping the Sabbath, and they would show that even by external ways, like how they dressed, their disposition in coming to Mass. And woe to us if we were ever late of getting into the car, so we would be there early, right? All those things maybe some of you had experienced growing up as well. But I've also noticed that through the time, certainly my own life, we see how in culture in so many ways there's been a growing kind of comfortableness, a certain casualness that sometimes can creep into all kinds of things in our lives. It can even be that, well, do I need to go to Mass every Sunday? Do I really need to wear nice clothes, have special clothes for Sunday? Now, let me be very clear. The Sunday clothes are, yes, can be very helpful. It's not just for us. It's for the people around us to inspire them, especially kids, that, wow, it must be something special if people are dressing up. But as special and unique and as much of a gift as that was for me as a kid, the most important thing, of course, is that we worship God. Now, I want to make it very clear as it refers to dress. I'd like to have our wonderful musicians who are joining us today from USF. If you guys would please rise, they're helping enhance our music. If you're able to turn around, I'm not asking you to dress like all of them every Sunday. So that's not the point of this homily. But there is something beautiful, right? They're dressed up for something very special. They came to the cathedral tonight 
to help enhance our liturgy by sharing their gifts. Now, for me, that's inspiring. And we get the opportunity to inspire others in many, many ways. You guys are welcome to be seated. I won't make you stand for the rest of the homily. Now, the most important thing, of course, in this Lenten season, that we really look at what we do and what we don't do. The scriptures, of course, call us to remember what it is that we are about. Moses discovered this, as we heard in our first reading, when God embraced him and encountered him in this burning bush. And what is the response of God? So he goes over to take a look. And what does God say? Come no near, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Every time we enter a church with the Blessed Sacrament present, especially when we celebrate the Holy Eucharist, we are celebrating sacred, holy, real things. When we receive the Word of God here at Mass, this is sacred. And so as we come, our disposition in Mass and how we present ourselves, even for Holy Eucharist, a beautiful sign we show as we bow before God. We show our reverence. There's many, many wonderful ways, of course, for us to show our reverence. But how very important it is for us to remember that we are on holy ground in the holy presence of God. And while it can be easy to grow maybe a little more comfortable, more, more relaxed in church or whatever, there's something really important and beautiful to say, but it can be even more. And how might I inspire others? Perhaps as you are already, or maybe just a reminder, and it brushes things up for us a little bit, to think about how do I prepare myself for Mass? Do I realize I'm in the holy presence of God in his real presence in the Eucharist? Our beautiful Catholic faith is so very clear about the importance of keeping holy the Sabbath. We know in the Old Testament times, of course from Moses, one of the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Suggestions, the Ten Commandments, is to keep holy the Sabbath. And it's good for us to keep reminding ourselves, how do we spend our Sundays? Is it resting in the Lord? Is it being refreshed? Is it trying to get our work done on other days? And does Sunday have a primacy that belongs to God first and foremost, and then works of charity, doing wonderful and kind acts for others to manifest the love of God that we have received in the celebration of the gift of God's grace in the Holy Eucharist. Our faith is so beautifully teaches us that to miss Sunday Mass intentionally, or maybe even through being becoming lackadaisical about it, but certainly it's, it's a serious matter. And this reading we heard today, in that second reading, is really a wonderful reminder for us. It's a reminder for us to make sure that we don't lose our focus. What do we hear in our second reading at the very end? These things happen to them as an example, and they have been written down as a warning to us upon whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, whoever thinks he is standing secure should take care not to fall. What does that mean? It means that we should be very intentional about our spiritual lives. And I praise God for all of you who faithfully are here coming to celebrate and to give glory and honor to God. I honor you. I thank you. 
It's also an invitation for those who maybe during COVID times have become very, very comfortable with, hey, it's kind of nice to just watch TV at home. Obviously, it's not the same because we get to receive the real presence of Jesus. We are a part of a community of faith. And I remember during COVID back in Minnesota when one of my nephews sent me a picture of him in the recliner watching TV mass because the churches were closed. And he said, I can get used to this. And of course, amongst our family, we were sending texts back and forth, teasing about, oh man, am I going to have trouble getting you guys back to church? It's very easy to grow comfortable and to think it's the same. And there are times where that is necessary. Someone's health conditions or circumstances that require that. But now that where we're at, where we're at with COVID and all the measures that are in place to help people be safe and to be protected, it's a reminder for us to not lose the focus of the attendance and participation in the Holy Eucharist, to receive God's real presence in his word as a community of faith, to worship him as brothers and sisters, and to receive his real presence in the Holy Eucharist. It's not about us and what's more comfortable. It's about how can I most fittingly give glory and honor to God and journey with my brothers and sisters to inspire, to worship, and to thank God for the blessings we've received. It's not uncommon, and this happened ever since the fall of Adam and Eve, that there are capital sins. And one of the capital sins is sloth. We often think of sloth as laziness. If we apply it to the spiritual life, there's a particular word for it called Acadia. That word means, if you will, kind of like a spiritual laziness. We become just kind of more complacent, less vigorated and disciplined to follow good practices of faith. Lent is the perfect time for us to begin anew, to strengthen our resolve, to step more fully into the practices of living our faith, not only at Sunday Mass, in our daily lives. There are two books in particular that have been very helpful to me in this regard. One is called The Noonday Devil. The Noonday Devil speaks about how, you know, like midday after you eat, you're tired, you're weary, it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing the next thing. That's what can happen to us spiritually. And this challenge of Achadia, sometimes called Achadia, which is spiritual sloth, slips in so easily. And we can become just more complacent, less invigorated, and then we wander farther and farther from God and maybe even begin to wonder, God, are you there? you really love me? I love the title of the second book that's been helpful for me. Lukewarmness, the devil in disguise. The devil loves it when we are lukewarm. Whatever that good work might be, in acts of charity to others, spiritual fervor, spiritual practices, as we celebrate today this third Sunday of Lent, I invite us to reflect upon our resolve and maybe to brush some things off that need to be brushed off, to renew some things we once had, maybe to be remember the things of the past and how they might become something helpful for us and others in living our faith today so that we as brothers and sisters step into what holiness has for us, a deeper taste of the love of God.
which invigorates us more and more and more to be in communion with him and gives us the grace to fight the temptations we deal with in our life, whether it's spiritual sloth or any other weakness that we may be tempted to give into. May we be of good cheer as we continue our disciplines in this Lenten season, and may we celebrate with joy the gift of the Holy Eucharist.